Greetings. I'm Matt Matthews, one of the pastors here at First Pres in Champaign, and I'm happy to welcome you to our media ministry. Join us in person. We're located at the intersection of Church and State Streets, adjacent to Westside Park in downtown Champaign. Our traditional worship service is at 9 a.m. on Sunday morning, and on most of those Sundays, we offer French translation. Our contemporary services on Sunday begin at 11.15 a.m. When you come to First Pres, what you'll find, what I hope you'll find, is a community of people who support each other and who are passionate about making a difference in our community and beyond. You'll find relevant teaching for children and adults. We have at least a dozen Bible studies in small groups, including pickleball, that's right, pickleball, adult choir, a bell choir for all comers, and other programs and events designed to grow your faith and give you and me opportunities to serve. There's a place for you. I'm glad you tuned in. Our scripture this morning comes from a familiar passage. I suppose all the passages are familiar. This maybe is less familiar than some of the passages uh, from the New Testament, but it is a familiar passage of the story of a familiar character, the story of Moses. It's about the end of Moses' ministry. Please listen for the word of the Lord. Then Moses went up from the plains of Moab to Mount Nebo, to the top of Pisgah, which is opposite Jericho. And the Lord showed him the whole land, Gilead as far as Dan, all Naphtali, the land of Ephraim and Manasseh, all the land of Judah as far as the western sea, the Negev and the plain, that is the valley of Jericho, the city of palm trees, as far as Zor. The Lord said to him, This is the land which I swore to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob, saying, I will give it to your descendants. I have let you see it with your eyes, but you shall not cross over there." Then Moses, the servant of the Lord, died there in the land of Moab at the Lord's command. And he was buried in a valley in the land of Moab opposite Beth Peor. But no one knows his burial place to this day. Moses was 100 years old when he died. His sight was unimpaired and his vigor was not abated. The Israelites wept for Moses in the plains of Moab 30 days. Then the period of mourning for Moses was ended. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Help me to sing this. You know it. And if you don't, you'll know it the second or third time. Lord, prepare me to be a sanctuary, pure and holy, tried and true. With thanksgiving, I'll be a living sanctuary for you. We'll sing that again in a moment. You kind of can hear where the harmonies might be. You might be uh, stealing yourself for trying those harmonies. You might remember some of the words. It's a song we teach our children, of course. It's a song about being a child of God, about being a sanctuary, about being, being open to God and being used by God. 
for the purposes of God in, the, in this world. This is a sermon about making lives that matter. God created us and we are good because God pronounced it so. But God intends for us to live our lives in such a way that, that serve our neighbor and that honor God. This is a sermon about living lives that matter, about making our lives matter. Earlier this winter, I told you the story of climbing. I think it was 146 steps. It might have been 3,000 steps. I'm not sure. To the top of the Tybee Lighthouse on Tybee Island. My son Joseph was uh, by uh, the lightkeeper's house. And I was to walk up to the top and then walk around and lean over the catwalk and wave to him for a picture. I told you this. Joseph wasn't about to get into that that narrow tube and walk all those steps because he thinks he has claustrophobia, but not me, not his old man. I went into that thing and didn't have claustrophobia at all, climbed those steps about halfway through. I think it was about 6,000 steps. About halfway through, I realized I might die. (laughs) But, you know, at least one person on the ground will think I'm a hero, or, or maybe not. Maybe I was delusional. Air wasn't going to my brain. At the top, though, I was so glad to make it, and I visited with people at the top. But then came something I didn't expect. I stepped out onto the catwalk that circles the top of that lighthouse. It's just a metal grate. And the view, of course, was beautiful, but the view straight down was terrifying. And had I just had lunch, I would have lost my lunch. Um, I looked down, and I could not move. But I had to because the picture was going to be taken on the other side of the lighthouse. So, so I did very carefully, very cautiously. And, and the picture of me is like pretend you're on the ground. This is the picture of me. <laughs> I treasure that picture. But I was thinking about that trek up to that high place as I studied this passage. And I wonder what old Moses may have felt like on top of Mount Nebo. No, he wasn't afraid of the height, I'm sure. It wasn't such a distance down that it made him nervous, though it might have. But when one has such awesome perspective, it can be frightening. Such perspective can make one feel terrified or or unprotected. And I wonder if that's how Moses might have felt with this awesome perspective that God was giving him on the top of Mount Nebo. God had taken him up, of course, and shown him the promised land, shown him where his descendants would go, but not Moses. Showed him Gilead as far as Dan, Jephthali, the land of Ephraim and Manasseh, all the land of Judah as far as the Western Sea. Was he talking about the Mediterranean? The Negev, the, va- the plain, the valley of Jericho, that is to say the, the city of palm trees as far as Zor. It was a mighty perspective that Moses was able to see. What's happening here is, an, is a, a fruition of a promise. God has promised this land to Abraham, to Isaac, to Jacob, to Moses' ancestors. And God wanted Moses to see that the promise was being fulfilled. This is a moment of great perspective, high up, where one can see clearly. 
In this case, one can see clearly God's promises coming together, lining up the land that's promised. My ancestors is before me. Joshua would go there. Joshua would lead the people there, but not Moses. Moses, 121 years old, still had good eyesight, still was pretty strong, would die there on Mount Nebo. We often get philosophical when we stand on the Nebos of our lives. We get philosophical about our lives as we approach the end of our lives. We look at where our offspring are going, where we know we won't go, at least not as far as they. We look at where they're going and we, we think, well, I'm not done yet, but my body, my body has another story. My age says otherwise. I'd like to come along. We have so much more to do in life. It's so, I'm so sorry that I can't quite make it that, that far, we might say. My life is ebbing away, we know, looking forward. We know we won't get as far as the younger ones among us, our children and our grandchildren. We don't have as much life left as we'd like. It's an awesome perspective up on Mount Nebo. One can see clearly in every direction with God standing there by our side. In the looking backwards, we might wonder, have I lived my life as fully as I could have? Maybe, maybe I should have been a teacher. Or, or maybe I should have been a firefighter. Or, or maybe I shouldn't have spent so much time in the office and spent more time with my kids. We ask those kind of questions. We have those kinds of observations as we look backwards. This is the question Private Ryan asked. Remember that movie uh, a long time ago uh, about uh, Private Ryan? He's out fighting in World War II in the front lines of, of the European theater. And uh, Captain John Miller, played by Tom Hanks, is called together to get a detachment of men to go fetch Private Ryan from wherever he's at and bring him home because all of Private Ryan's brothers, all three of them, have been killed in the war. And George Marshall himself wants that boy to come back so his parents have something to have and to hold when this war ends. And so... James Francis Ryan is searched for, he's found, and eventually he's sent home. Captain Miller finds this guy. Not all of the men in that detachment survive, of course. But Private Ryan is, in fact, saved. He gets to go home. If you've not seen this film and you want to see it, close your ears. Because I'm going to tell you about the ending. It's an old film, so I suspect you've seen it if if you want to. Remember the end. The the family takes a trip to Normandy to the graveyard at Omaha Beach. And Private Ryan, who's an old man now and probably an executive with some company, he he finds the, um, the grave of Captain John Miller. And he kneels there and he weeps. And he falls apart and the family forms a tighter circle around him. The grown kids and the grands and the wife. And he looks up at them with with searching in his eyes because he's on Mount Nebo, see? And he asked them, was it worth it? Was my life worth it? Was I worth all this sacrifice that others made on my behalf? 
have I lived life in a way that honors anything or anybody? Have I been a selfish pig? Have I spent my life in service to others? Was it worth it? And the family, they're nodding and they're crying. What can they say? What can they say? Because it's not a question for them to answer. It's a question for him to answer alone with his God on Mount Nebo with that awesome perspective of life in every direction. Was it worth it? Another very good question is, will it be worth it? With the time I have remaining, am I going to make it count? These are the sorts of questions we ask about our lives when we stand on Mount Nebo and we can see in every direction. Did I use my gifts wisely? Was I worthy of God's grace shed on me? Was I generous with the gifts entrusted to my care? Was my life worth it? Is it worth it? Am I living in a way that honors God now? From our vantage way up here on Nebo, we know everybody's days are limited. For some of us, we have many more years behind us than we have ahead of us. Perspective allows us to ponder such weighty truths. It can be a little awe-inspiring, a little terrifying even, looking all around. Perhaps it's here and now that we pause and say a prayer. Thank you, Lord, for leading me safe thus far. Look at where I've been. Look at where I've been and, and who has been with me. And look at the ways I've been blessed. And look at the trials that broke me and healed me. And look at how you've walked with me, God. The whole way, I can see that. I can see it now. I'm not sure I knew it or saw it then. But I can see it now. Thank you, God. Thank you for being my guide, my harbor, my heart. And when it's my time, oh, Redeemer God, when it is my time, thank you for walking right by my side and leading me step by step home. Home. Thank you, God. In the meantime, the looking back and, and the looking ahead, in the meantime, where I am right now, oh God, use my energies now, would you, Lord? And use what I have left in the remaining seasons of my life. Help me to use it well. Use it well through me, O oh God. By your grace, teach me to be generous with the gifts you've entrusted to my care. Help me waste nothing more of my remaining days. Oh God, help me to claim your calling on my life without fear, without hesitation, without excuse. Oh God, light a fire in my life. Light a fire and let it burn. And when people look at me for hope, might they be encouraged? May they see in my life the clearest possible reflection of your holy light. Oh, holy God, help me to set the light that is my life, not in the basement, but on the lampstand from the top of my Mount Nebo, 
from even there, perhaps the whole world can see your light, O God, reflected by my weak witness and my finite patience and my imperfect love. My prayer as we find our way to Mount Nebo from time to time, my prayer is that in the looking back, we thank God. And in the looking forward, we ask God to help us put our gratitude into action that matters. Lord, prepare me to be a sanctuary, pure and holy, tried and true, with thanksgiving, I'll be a living sanctuary Thank you for joining this podcast of First Presbyterian Church Champaign. Visit us at our campus at the intersection of Church and State Streets in downtown Champaign. And for more information, visit us online at www.firstpres.church. Have a great week.